Are you feeling overwhelmed and tired and at a point where you don't think you can accomplish what you need to accomplish each day? Well, tune in because today I'm going to tackle these issues and much more and give you some key ways to boost your productivity at home. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I am your host of the Vintage Homeschool Moms and today I'm going to share with you some ways that I've been able to conquer that unbelievably um, difficult task at times and that is getting done everything I'd like to do each day. Well today our sponsor is Media Angels so visit MediaAngels.com to learn more about the online classes available for immediate downloads such as the American History Uh, American government and elections classes. All right, well, you know, in corporate America, there's a well-known phrase that 20% of what you do each day produces 80% of the results. Well, today we're going to learn some key ways to boost your productivity at home and take back your time. I want you to realize the simple truth that applies to about 90% of you who are listening to this audio today that there is no way you can accomplish what's on your to-do list, whether it's written down or in your head in one day. We tend to put more than we can handle on our lists. So this is one fact that should help help you to relieve the burden that you're a failure and can't get done what you need to do each day. And two books that I'm highly going to recommend to you that are um, in the show notes and there are links there on places you can purchase these. They're on my website at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. And the first is Crystal Payne's Goodbye to Survival Mode. That is a great book that gives you an overview of some of the things that Crystal struggled with. And many of you know her as the money-saving mom. She has a great website there of not only ways to save money, but a lot of advice uh, for those who are moms in business. She has a great website and blog there. But she wrote this book at a time um, when she realized that people could benefit from the things that she had learned. And it's a, it's a great resource for you. And the other is Mary Jo Tate, who has a book called Flourish at Home, Joyful Balance for Homeschool Moms. And she has some great information in that book. And it's a great resource. And Mary Jo also has a podcast on this network called Flourish at Home, where she uh, podcasts about all kinds of things that will help homeschool moms save time. So those are the two books that I would recommend to you. Well, let's get started. You know, you are the author of your day, and time is really there to work for you. But we have so many things we need to overcome, and one of them is the myth that we don't have enough time or of thinking that we have more time than what we do. 
Well, I'm going to show you some methods that I've used in the past five years that have really helped me to continue on in my homeschool journey, run several businesses, and host a series of podcasts such as the one that I'm sharing with you today. People would ask me, you know, how do you do it all? And I would say, well, I do it all, but I do nothing well. And I have to admit that the Lord took me to task on this flippant response, and I began looking at my day like many of you, feeling overwhelmed, tired, discouraged, that I wasn't getting done all the things that I needed to do. And I realized that I was letting those feelings overwhelm me, and basically I felt frozen, that I couldn't move on, I couldn't do anything well, and I couldn't get really the things done that I wanted to do. So instead, I decided to take back my day and follow some key things that really have helped me. The first thing I had to realize was I had to stop lying to myself. And you know, this is really hard to admit. But I had some things that I put into place without realizing it over the years. Because, you know, some of these things uh, creep upon us and we don't realize we're doing them until later on. And one of the things I was doing was setting my watch ahead, my bedside clock ahead, my kitchen clock ahead. Okay, so I was giving myself, figuratively speaking, more time. So when I would look at the clock and I would panic, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I could relax and say, oh no, I have five more minutes or I have 10 more minutes. And basically I was fooling myself and lying to myself that I had more time than I had. And the other thing was I was notoriously late. Um, Again, I would have a flippant response that, um, especially if I was speaking at an event, can you imagine the speaker being late? I would say, well, they can't start without me. And, you know, that that really is prideful. And I had to rebuke that and say, you know, I am the speaker. I need to be there early. Just recently I spoke at an event and I made sure I was there 45 minutes early. In fact, the only two people there were the people that were setting up the hall, the people that was taking the ticket money for the event, and myself. And I could get there, set up, relax, pass out whatever handouts I had without being in a panic that I was running late. And it really is has been freeing and it has really helped me. So one of the reasons that I was late, I found, was because I would be doing things at the last minute, such as, for example, if we were going on a field trip, we're getting ready to leave, we have plenty of time, let's say 30 minutes ahead of time, we're all ready to go. And then I would put a load of clothes in, or I would answer the phone, or I'd say, well, let me just look at some emails. And all of these things were good to do, but it was not the right time to do them. So as I'm sharing this with you, some things may be popping into your head that you do, and you need to analyze your own issues and pray about what is really keeping you from accomplishing what you want to do each day. And look at this and make some changes. Now, I'm going to share with you five points that are from a much bigger list of things that I have found over the years that have helped me. And I don't want to overwhelm you. I want to give you a place to start. And this is a good place to start. 
uh, the five points I'm going to share with you today. But I also want you to add and tweak some of these things and make them your own. Because you may not have any issues like I do with, you know, getting to places on time or finding things that are going to rob your time. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. But just realize that you are in charge. Okay? And that you are the person who can make the changes. And so let me share with you a a couple of these things right now. The first is, and some of you may be thinking like I did when I first realized this, that it's a selfish way to think, but take time each day for you. Now, I've never been one to say, well, I deserve this, or I deserve that, or I deserve to have a manicure, or I deserve time off, or, you know, I deserve to, you know, fill in the blank here. And in fact, I would get irritated when people would say to me, well, you deserve that. And I would say, you know, it's not a matter of deserving it or not. That's just a pet peeve of mine that I'm sharing with you, okay? But I realized that if there wasn't time to re-energize every day, I was going to be working with half a tank. So when my kids were younger, my day doesn't look at all like it does today with older kids. So let me go back and share with you a few things that I did when I had my younger children. Now, when they were tiny babies, I have to admit there was not a lot of time for me to just focus on the Lord and pray. I've realized now that was why I was feeling so overwhelmed and tired. And it doesn't take a lot to become, you know, or get into the presence of the Lord. You can take five to ten minutes each day and close your eyes and just focus on the Lord. I remember praying for my um, second oldest child, for my daughter Christina's spouse, when I would lay down um, and let my little one, you know, get comfortable for his nap. He would want me to lay down with him. Okay, this was child number three. Uh, You would think I had learned uh, that that didn't work by the time I got to my third one, but I didn't learn that lesson until children number four and five, who I was able to put down without having to lay down with them to take a nap. But when I was there and I was feeling like I have so much to do and I don't have time to be doing this and, you know, it's after lunch and I need to go work with Neil and Christina on some things, I would just say to the Lord, you know, this is your time and I'm laying here with, with, you know, my son and he's going to sleep and I'm going to pray for each of my children. So I did. And I remember specifically praying for Christina and the person that she would marry in the future. And, you know, at the time, she's 12 years old, okay? She's not very old. But it it doesn't matter. You can use that time and focus in prayer. You know, whatever the Lord brings to mind. And take that 5 to 10 minutes each day and read your Bible. Pray. Sing praises to God. That was one of the things I did with my little kids when my kids were younger. We would just sing praise and worship songs, and that was my time to to be with the Lord. When they got older, and it it wasn't that much older, like maybe six and eight, or four and and six, and they would come into my room in the morning when they woke up, and that they knew to find me there. And I would be sitting um, in my chair, you know, I call it my prayer chair, with my Bible and a notebook, and they knew to give me that time 
to pray because they always said, well, mommy's so much happier um, when she has time to be with Jesus. And then you'll find that your children are copying you and they're doing what you're doing. I've said it before, and I know a lot of you have heard this phrase, that character is caught, not taught, you know, and we want to be able to buy some kind of quality curriculum and teach our kids good character. But the best good character we can teach them is by setting the example, because that's what they're going to see each day, and that's what they're going to copy. And so, um, not sharing this to burden you, but it is true, and that's the whole point of Vintage Homeschool Moms, that um, those of us speaking on this show have been around a while and really um, can share that these are things that have um, worked for us. This me time, if you will, will energize you, whether it's during the kids' nap time before they wake up or while they're eating. And just give God your day every day because he is in control. One of the things I had difficulty with was getting up early because I knew if I would get up early before the kids that I would be able to accomplish more of what I wanted to get done that day. And I'm not an early morning person and I'm not a late at night person. I, I call it the, the, I'm the nine to five person. Um, and my kids used to be my alarm clock. How many of you have kids that are your alarm clocks? They come in and wake you up each morning. Well, I prayed that I would wake up at 6.30 in the morning because they were normally up between quarter of 7 and 7. So you pick whatever time you want and just pray and ask the Lord to wake you up. And would you believe I would wake up at exactly that time each morning when I never had before without an alarm clock? It was miraculous. And on weekends when I don't need to wake up that early, unless you still want to keep to routine, then I would find that I was sleeping in later. And my kids were my alarm clock on those days. So whatever works for you, but that really is uh, something I wanted to share with you, that you need to take that time and fill up because an empty vessel just cannot give. So find that time each day. The second thing I want you to do is realize that you're in charge and there are some things that you need to look at. The first is putting aside those lies if you have any, and you may not. You know, for example, for me, it was putting that clock ahead of time to give myself a sense that I did have more time than I did. And the other was not to blame my kids, my husband, my homeschooling. My attitude, I found, was my number one asset. And and if you're not relying on God but on yourself, then you're doomed to failure. Now, I have a couple of scripture verses I want to share with you, and they are in the show notes. And the first is John 15. Uh, 14 through 16. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you slaves. For the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. So, that scripture, my friends, has helped me so much. Again, that's John fifteen fourteen through 16. And it helped me because I realized that the Lord was in charge of my time, but I was in charge. I was his hands and feet. 
and I could execute my day the way I wanted to. And I had to look at what was robbing me of my time. What was it that I was doing that was making me anxious, that was making me upset, that was I was using as an obstacle? And again, I, I would blame the things in my life that were, you know, I call the non-negotiables. Now, my husband runs a home inspection business, and when he's home during the day, I call that a time robber that is not a non-negotiable. I have to help him with certain things. He is not a techie. It doesn't take much time. You know, it takes going to his computer, hitting a few buttons, and, and moving on. And I realized what I had to do was take my computer and move it into his office and sit with him because then I could help him without having him come all the way upstairs where my office is and his is downstairs and not feeling like, you know, it was this big interruption. So I had to move things around and tweak it. And the other is realizing when I set up, you know, a schedule of what we were supposed to do that there were some things that I wasn't giving myself enough time to do. For example, a half an hour before leaving to go to a field trip is really not enough time for me. It may be for you. and You may be one that can jump in the car and go. I had to do some things when my kids were littler ahead of time, such as getting a bag of snacks prepared the night before, um, having a cooler ready that where I could put bottled waters in. Uh, now that my kids are teenagers, if I say we're going to the beach, I can sit back, enjoy my coffee, have my my time with the Lord, put on my bathing suit, get my, you know, uh, my, my cover up on and waltz out and they'll have lunch packed, they have water, they have the chairs in the car, uh, the beach towels or whatever else we need. You know, those days will come moms with younger kids. But when they're little, you have to get everything ready ahead of time. And I'm not talking about that day. I'm talking about the night before. If you want to have a day that runs smoothly. Because we realize at the last minute, or I realized at the last minute, let me let me correct that, that I wasn't leaving myself enough time to get ready. So that if I did want to put in that load of clothes, you know, which was a good thing, but was not the time to do when we're walking out the door, um, or whatever it is that came up, if the phone rang or whatever, I had to realize that either I needed to let it go to record or I needed to, you know, put the laundry in when we got back home. So there are some things that you'll have to look at and figure out when there's that extra thing you want to do of how you're going to make that fit. Uh, when I was had the younger kids at home, the other ta- time robber for me especially was the telephone. It was very hard to sit and listen to the message recorder pick up and hear that message playing without picking up the phone. So I had to move us away from where the phone was and know that I was going to concentrate on that. And now we have cell phones so that if my husband needs to call me, he can call me on the cell phone if he really needs to reach me, if it's an emergency. Because 99.9% of those phone calls are not emergencies. And they can wait till later until you're done with whatever it is you need to do. So again, you know, you are in charge of your time. Look at your time 
and find out what it is that's robbing you of your time and and take that back you know you are in control of your time the third thing I want to share with you is to make a plan think through it once tweak it and then do it again I'm going to share with you um, my story and that is I uh, would run things um, my plan is in my head my schedule was in my head now, again, those of you who have been with me a long time and know uh, that I run the Ultimate Homeschool Expo and have for the last, uh, what, three years or so, I would share with you that I ran the entire event without anything written in my head. And until I realized, you know, because of course I was going to forget things, and especially as I've gotten older, um, until I realized that certain things were not getting done because I just completely forgot or they weren't a priority for me, but they still needed to get done. And the reason I didn't want to write anything down was because I like to accomplish and I would feel like a failure if I didn't accomplish it that day. Most of the things that are on your to-do list each day are way too much than you could possibly accomplish in one day. And that is a truth. It's true for me and it's true for you. And one of the reasons we get so bogged down and frustrated and upset and think we're horrible people is because we're trying to accomplish way more than can fit in one day. So dear brothers and sisters listening to this, I want to share with you that what you need to do when you make your plan is take that list and cut it in half. And I'm going to give you an, a very specific way when we come back to plan out your details. And I will share that with you in just a minute. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 top homeschool picks. Another labor of love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter, Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the Information in a Nutshell series. If we haven't met, please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at MediaAngels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. Well, hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today we've been talking about some time boosters, some ways to increase your time each day. And I shared with you, uh, just to recap, 
a couple of things like taking time for yourself, realizing that you're in charge of your time, looking at what's robbing your time, and knowing that your attitude is important and that's what counts. Another is making a plan, thinking it through, tweaking it, and doing it. And that brings us to point number four. I'm going to give you some ways to plan out your day, your week, and your month that are as easy as A, B, C, D, and E. And if you need an F and G, just go ahead and add them. So this is one of the ways that I've realized that I am able uh, to look at my day, my week, and my month and not become overwhelmed. Now, I like one of those calendars that has a month at a glance, and I'm able to plan out some of the things that I need to do, people I need to call, and things like that very easily in a monthly planner. So whatever works for you, I just like to see that big picture. So here is my A, B, C, D, and E. A is list all the things you need to do, but you're going to do it on one sheet of paper. If you need that second sheet because your list is so long, that's okay, but try to keep it to one sheet, and you're going to have three columns. You're going to list today, this week, and this month. So on each of those things, I want you to now go through and list these things out. So for today, what are the things that you have to do? For example, uh, for me, obviously my day looked like this recording. Homeschool my kids. There were some things that I needed to do. I need to go to the eye doctor today. And I need to uh, obviously make meals. And the only meal I'm responsible for today is dinner. Then you look at this week and some of the things you need to do this week. And then this month. What are some of the goals? Like, for example, this month for us um, was a, a baptism for my granddaughter and um, my father's birthday. So those were two things that were the events that were going to be happening this month that we needed to take care of. So that helps you to prioritize and just be as detailed as you want to be on this list. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to go through the list and give a name to that item. For example, who can be responsible other than you? For breakfast and lunch around here, everyone is responsible for their own meal. A lot of times, like today, when I'm going to get busy, one of my kids will ask me if I want to have a sandwich or a salad or something for lunch. Because normally I get really busy and I do not eat. I know it sounds silly. And then I'm usually starved at two o'clock in the afternoon. But those are things that you can look at and say, okay, who's responsible for the meals? And if you want to be really specific, you can even put a time. But other than yourself, look at those things and say, what are some of the things that, yes, I told you to list out what you needed to do each day. But what are some of the things that you can give to other people that you need to do and if that's at all possible in your life and in your family so that's B you're going to go through a list and give a name of a person you know or initial of who can be responsible other than you C is to tag the things that only you can do like I like to put a star by it these are the things that only I can do this podcast um, only I can make dinner because no one else is going to be home um, to help tonight the kids all have uh, sports practice. 
and and just items such as that. Uh, sometime next week, I'm the only one who can go with my father to a doctor's appointment. He had a biopsy taken, and I'm the only one who can accompany him so I can hear what the doctor has to say. There are certain things that happen daily that only we can be responsible for, and I get that. Then I want you to go for item number D and circle your priorities. What is the order in which these things should take place? So for example, um, for me today, after some of the other things that I did, it was probably number four on my list was to create this podcast. So look at your items. You know, I did have prayer time this morning. You know, I did have time for breakfast. I did have time to be with my kids and pray with them. So those were priorities in my day before this podcast. I also listed out some, some things I needed to do today, such as cancel a health insurance policy because we have another one in place. So we have two at the same time. Not good, right? You don't want to double pay, but I had to wait till the second one took effect to cancel the first. I have to um, bring a check into my insurance agent so my husband will continue to have workers' compensation for his construction company. And that was due over the weekend, so I'm praying that we're still in time because I didn't check that email. Um, she sent it to my account, but I didn't notice it. Because if I get emails, I normally get about a 1,000 each day. And one of my favorite things to do every morning is to go through and delete emails. But when it gets to about the third page, sometimes I am out of time and I have to leave the computer. So unfortunately, some of those third page emails that may have come in in the night or late in the day, I may not see. So there are some things I need to tweak in my schedule so that doesn't happen again. So, you know, there are some priorities that you're going to have to do each day that are going to have to happen um, in a order that is uh, going to work. And um, as I shared with you about the insurance, if the office was open, I would be putting that ahead of this podcast, but it's not open yet. So um, those are some things to consider. You know, what are your priorities and how will you accomplish that each day? And then for E, you're going to take another sheet of paper and then you're going to list each thing on a separate sheet. You can have your daily list, which is one of the things I love is a schedule that is loose because I am so not a scheduled person. I am so not a list person. There are some of you that love lists, love to cross it out, love to write everything down, like brush your teeth or wash your face or put on your makeup or whatever those things are. I do not like to list any of those things that are givens that have to be done and only list the things that I am afraid I'm going to forget if they're not on the list. And that's why a lot of times I won't even list breakfast and lunch because those are givens. Those are already entrenched in our schedule we are going to eat. Unless you have someone that you can assign that job to and then that would be on your list just to check to make sure that's getting done. Um, that's another thing I want to share is as a mom, we tend to be managers and some of us are better managers than others. Like my daughter is an excellent manager and she oversees and runs and executes and it all goes great. I am not the best manager because when I give an assignment or I, I am, um, or I think someone else is taking a job, 
I think that they're going to give the same attention to detail that I would give if I was doing it. I over deliver. If you give me a job, I'm going to be do the best I can plus 110% more. It's in my nature. However, not everyone is like me and I've had to learn that, that um, each of my children have unique personalities, a little mix of me and my husband and you know the things like I said that we don't like that they've picked up from our years of bad example. And so we have to um, look at that as moms and managers and say, okay, I'm not going to be super disappointed when I've you know, given this job of folding clothes to my 16-year-old and they're still sitting there in the basket. Like a non-negotiable in our house is if you're washing your clothes, because a lot of times my kids will do their clothes separately, and that um, they'll take clothes out of the dryer that are my clothes and dump them in a basket. If you're taking my clothes out of the dryer, you need to lay them over the laundry basket so they're not wrinkled or you will be in charge of ironing or folding the clothes. Throwing them back in the dryer is not an option. So, you know, there are some lessons that we've had to learn uh, through the years that, you know, have and haven't worked for us. And that, that's where your, um, you know, part three comes in, make a plan, think through it once and tweak it. You know, you'll have to tweak some things. So realize that as you're managing. And when you have a separate sheet of paper for each thing, it's really nice, like I was saying, because you'll have your, your daily schedule on one list. You'll have the things you need to accomplish weekly on another. And then you'll have your monthly list. Again, I keep it um, in a book that I can find easily. And I usually pink, pick very bright colors so that I don't lose it. So I can say, you know, each different year it's a different color, but you know, it was either my navy blue book or my pink book or my red book. And the kids know that's my schedule book. And some of you may be keeping track of all of these things on a smartphone or an online calendar, like one that uh, Gmail supplies with their drive. They have calendars that you can use sync with your phone and share with family members or um, those that you need to share them with, like an assistant I have that helps me schedule people that I interview. And so these are just a few of the uh, shortcuts that you can use um, as you're planning out the details of your day, your week, or your month. And the fifth thing I wanted to share with you was keep your plan up to date. You are not a failure if you add something to your to-do list that you cannot get through that day. And I had to learn that, you know, maybe you're not as hard as you're on yourself as I am, but I had to realize that a list is okay because if it didn't get done that day, maybe it wasn't that important. And one of the best advices I, I read, and I have a lot of other tips I wanna share with you, I just uh, don't have enough time. But one was to cut that list in half and only concentrate on the essentials, the things that matter. And also realize that during the day, it's okay to take a break because there are some times during the day when I'm just not going to be any more productive. I need to get up, get that drink of water, go brew an iced tea, uh, do something different than what I'm doing. Um, my daughter was reading in the afternoon, um, late afternoon, a little bit before dinner. And I remember going in her room and she sits on her bed to read. And I just went to grab a book and I went and sat on her bed with her. <laughs> I 
first time she was looking at me going, hey, you know, you're, you're invading my space. Big families like their own space, you know, and, and um, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm coming to hang out with you. And she said, do you have time to read? And I said, no, but I'm going to make the time and I'm going to read a couple of chapters and hang out with you, you know, while dinner was in the oven. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And so a couple of days later, she's like, you know, are you going to come hang out with me again? And I said, yeah, you know, it was fun. And so, you know, we have our hangout times. We're not talking. We're just hanging out, you know, in her room reading together. But, um, you know, we have lots of opportunity to talk in our family um, between driving to different events. And uh, uh, we, we make the time to talk. And so... If you're not scheduling some of those priorities in, time to be with your kids, time to take a break, time to step away and say, okay, you know, what is that 20% that I'm doing each day that's producing the 80% of the results? Look at that. What can you be the most productive in that day that really needs to get done? And I want to leave you with a few thoughts. And the, and the first is no that your time is your time. Don't believe the lies that you don't have enough time, that you can't do everything in the day that you want to do, because you can. And I'd like to leave you with one thought, and that is, if there was only one thing you could do today before you die, what would it be? I doubt any of you said laundry or writing that blog post if you're a blogger, or getting our math done. For me, it would be to tell my kids, my husband, and those that I love, that I love them, and give them a hug. That is what I want to accomplish each day, to have kids that love the Lord, that know that I love them, and that I am here for them. What is your priority in your life? Do you have your priorities in the right place? If it's not important, get rid of it. If it is important, then do it. That is, again, something I had to learn. I had to quit procrastinating. I remember when I would be upset about something, I would go clean out the closet. Have any of you done that when you have guests coming You go and clean out a closet that nobody's ever going to see because that's something that has been in the back of your mind that you've had to do. It's called procrastination. Now, my husband is a procrastinator, and I used to say, you know, I was one of these people that didn't procrastinate, and if the teacher assigned a project, I would go to the library and check out every book that I could on that topic and get it done and be done before all of my friends. Well, as I got married... And I realized my husband was a lot more laid back than I was. And he seemed happier. I took on some of what he tended to do and made that my own. And so a lot of times I would want to get things done and just not do them in the right order. So when I had guests coming, I would have to realize that the guest bathroom and the entryway and some of the things that they were going to see when they came in needed to be in in tip-top shape. Uh, when they came over, because that was important to me. So what is important to you? And make sure you get that done every day. 
I want to thank you for listening to Vintage Homeschool Moms. And if you enjoy this show, check out the other shows on our network, Homeschooling IRL, Homeschooling in Real Life, has some great advice for homeschool moms making biblical family life practical. Again, great advice for homeschool families that you will enjoy. And I just wanted to share those two with you, as well as the Dollars and Cents show by Carol Topp. Again, great advice for homeschoolers. Many other shows on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.com that you will enjoy. And if you've enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and give us a rating. Or go to our posts and drop us a line. God bless you, and I pray that the Lord helps you to increase your time and give you the time to really do what is important. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.